Our heroes are mid-flight to address a disease so grim you may just lose a limb. Let's see how the body crumbles this week on Hapless Heroes. Dropping Anchor. Launching the Brown October. Hello and welcome to the Hapless Heroes Podcast. My name is Dave and I will be your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Let's start by introducing our cast. Oh, for a change of pace, we'll start from my right. On my right is uh, Phil playing Hedrick the Entertainer. I'm so ready to get it on. (laughs) To his right, we have Mike as Lord and Captain Quinn Southwind. I just hope this disease doesn't affect my face. To his right, we have Francesco as the fabulous Felix Fizzlebottom. We have a plan? To his right, we have John as Lord Jarrell the Light. It's nice to be off the ground again. And to his right, we have Zach as Parada Lincolnwoods. It's <laughs> 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 okay. I shouldn't spend so much time in the sun on a day where I have to improvise. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so as we left off, we were in the air. Arion Black has a sandwich to die for, and everyone else has a little more insight into what's going on. We're in flight. We've got maybe about, oh, at this point, 12 hours to go before we touch down in Yarviksholm. Yeah, it's like, I feel like... Yarviksholm, rather. Yeah, so I feel like, it, it, just to be like pretty brief here, big picture, can't commune with the gods, can't travel beyond worlds. Yep. Small picture... Crazy ass disease that's literally uh, making people fall apart but stay alive throughout the entire process. Situation normal, all fucked up. And we're on our way to deal with that. Us. Yes. All of us. A disease where you're not 100% on the vector, not 100% who patient zero is, and not 100% on what the source is, or whether it's biological, magical. Or otherwise. Mm. Pretty tricky. All of the above. (laughs) Sounds pretty tricky. So we cut back to, uh, let's say, the the mess on the airship. We've got about 12 hours to go. Is anybody else trying to figure out anything, do anything, how how best to spend one's time while inst the air? Um, Actually, hold on a second. Let's see if I can do something helpful. I'm long resting twice, so I have double the hit points, because that's how that works, right? While rocking the sunglasses. It's the most deal-with-it moment. I love it. Deal with it. <laughs> yeah, I have, I have sunglasses on for some reason. I don't know. That's true. Now he doesn't have to feel alone in it. Two people at the table out of six have stupid sunglasses on. We're inside. Do we have a protected, um, a protected lab on this airship? By protected, what do you mean? Does it have reinforced walls? 
Zero was involved in designing this airship. Answer that for yourself. So that's a yes. That's the exact <laughs> answer I was looking for. I just wanted to make yes. sure. Yes, it is both explosion and implosion resistant. I keep I keep dancing around with this um, this gem that I'm holding on to. All right. right. This that, that there were like all of our scrying gems and the orb fused together, and yeah. I'm still unsure of it. I would like to, as a ritual, all right, use legend lore to learn as much as I possibly can about this item. All right. It's a fifth level spell, and I literally name name or describe a person, place, or object, and it brings to my mind a brief summary of the significant lore about the thing I named. All right. And it was the lore might consist of, you know, current tales, forgotten stories, or even secret lore that has never been widely known. If the thing you named isn't of legendary importance, you gain no information. I have a feeling this is a thing of legendary importance. Yes. The third eye of Vecna would absolutely be of legendary Holy importance. shit! Okay. Yeah. So, uh, yes. That is what it is called, and it confirms your initial uh, suspicion that this thing is pure dag-nasty evil. Uh. Can we can we ascertain what kind of powers it might have, or what kind of significance? He hasn't well, shared. Well, I haven't has shared a goddamn anyone. thing with oh, okay. anyone here. Um, yeah, there's something um, you need to you, learn you about. Have, you have the sheet for it still, right? I don't. Felix doesn't share anything with anyone. It's pure dag nasty evil. Attuning to it involves implanting it in the middle of your forehead. I do remember that part. Oh God. Um, knowing that it is an eye. Of Vecna, um, so I have, I have two. I have, I have two minds here. One, you can't commune with gods right now. So, if you could see out of it, he definitely can't right now. Definitely, yeah. yeah, definitely. However, yeah, that's absolutely definite, right? That is not also a definite thing, and it is also um, quite terrifying. Should he ever re- be restored with that ability? I mean, it's in my bag of holdings, so all I was going to see is an extra-dimensional space. Just saying. And the contents of your inventory. Oh, right. No, it's dark in there. Oh, right, he's got fucking dark vision and true sight. I mean... Uh... I'm just going to keep holding on to this, I guess, and figure out what the fuck to do with it. So where are you putting it? It's still in my bag of holding. Okay. You... Yeah. Ahead. Nobody else was in the uh, room with you at the time. No. Probably by your own design. So mm-hmm. you can choose how much or how little of that to share with the rest of the party. I'm going to wait for the right moment. There's going to be a right moment to let us know that you've been holding that and you know what it is. <laughs> it's not going to be a right moment. <laughs> yeah, that's... Uh... Oh, boy. There's... Yeah. There's the existence of it, the knowledge of it, and the holding out about it. There's, like, layers of not <laughs> wanting to tell people. This, Sounds like Felix. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of reasons in which I would not want to say anything right now about it, so... Because you're Felix. Yeah. That's the main I, one. It is one of the reasons, I guess. Mm. Although you are hearing some uh, whispers from a voice in the back of your mind... One that's familiar, but you're not sure where. Suddenly encouraging you to use it. Oh, God. Do I have to make a save? You do now. That's what you get for asking. Shit, I shouldn't have said anything. Well, right. I mean, you said it was encouraging me. So yes. it wasn't mean... I, mean, I wasn't sure if I, that means I have to do it. or No, so it was my... just encouragement from... Um, what kind of save am I making, Dave? We're going to call it a wisdom save. 
Oh, no. Okay, well. Uh, hey! Hey! 23. Yeah. Yeah, you obviously know that this is a bad idea, but now, now there's just one more thing you need to be concerned about. <laughs> uh, does it look like Felix is physically going through something? We don't Felix see him. Felix is in no, a uh, inside Different of a room closed lab right, right now. Oh, he hasn't come out yet. No, no, I'm, I'm, I, you don't know if I'm pre-ritualizing or I'm currently actually ritualizing. He's always pre-ritualizing. But I have to do it in private. Yeah, <laughs> even the post-ritualizing. Yeah, I just don't like. I can't really do it. When people watch. It's a lot. He's of a little. Up. He's got yeah. a shy ritual. I do. Visor I do. <laughs> you would think one of these days we would all get wise to something, but we never do. We know what's going. I mean, Jarrell knows what's going on. He doesn't judge him for it. That's why I like this guy. Everybody <laughs> <Somehow>. ritualizes. <laughs> right. Anyways, yes. um, I've had talk about it. I've had my moment. That's what I wanted to do. I'm ready to just to like kind of like chill out now, eat some great Pregnard food, and like make our way through this journey yeah. unless anyone else has anything. Take you know, take your long rest afterwards, mm-hmm. replenish your uh, spell slot, mm-hmm. that sort of thing. Um, is anybody else making any other preparations before we get there? Paradil is uh, really trying to sharpen the heads on his arrows for his crossbow. He's trying to do that. That's not a bad idea. He's trying to do it. Um, we'll call that... Are there any visitors that I may perchance be able to defeat? What? With your that crossbow? Are, that, that are embedded in my soul? As I'm as I'm trying to sharpen my arrowheads. <laughs> well, no, because uh, you don't have anything embedded in your soul, to my knowledge. Yes, he does. Yes, he he does. sure does. Oh, Let that. Be... No, no, not yet. Oh, come on. Um, Hedrick is trying to work out the details with his amplification uh, device. Yeah. And um, working with different magics that he knows, uh, things that are directed in a certain area, trying yeah. to hone the focus of where they are, or things they have... Um, an area effect, trying to see if I can amplify the strength of the effects and just kind of working working out the kinks. Working out the kinks. All right. Is there any checks you need to make for any of that, or is that... Uh... All I know is that it has three charges, and um, it was just meant to try and not necessarily increase the damage, but increase area of effect. Okay. Or if there was a cone, then the cone gets a little bit longer. Well, I'm not dumb, but I can't understand how you can work out the kinks and well, that sort of thing. Well, it's, it's getting accustomed to a device beyond just playing my instruments. <laughs> how do you work out the kinks? <laughs> took you a second. That was a slow burner for you. Okay. <laughs> Speaking of things that slow burned, I do, I do kind of understand where I want to go with this one, uh, cutting back to you, Zach. I see you're trying to sharpen your uh, arrowheads. Oh, Clippy. Fuck you. You should stick them in your arm to see how sharp they are. Oh, fuck you, Clippy. Let's see if I believe you. Six. It's a six. Oh, wait. Intelligence. Intelligence intelligence save. Sorry. Fuck. That's a nine. I think that beats it. Doesn't really. I'm looking for the number in here. I think it's eight. I think I know how to beat this thing, which is why I'm trying to yes. summon okay, it yeah. as often as possible. You beat the eight. I don't think you do. Oh, God damn it. You, you, you so you beat the eight. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I don't stick them no. in my arm. No, you don't feel <clears throat> compelled to stick them into your arm. 
What the hell is that thing? That sounds like pure evil. Who the hell wants to stab themselves with an arrowhead? What it's, are you? It's pure annoyance. Yeah, I think the clip like disappears after. Uh, yeah. One time I thought it was a great idea to touch a mysterious paperclip that it had obviously been sequestered from any living thing for a purpose and now it's embedded in my soul and tells me to do stupid things when I'm trying to do other things. You know, I'll, uh, I'm just trying to run it out. I probably would have done the same thing. <laughs> you think after a certain number of uh, uh, attempts at it, uh, it'll suddenly go away? Well, to metagame, I think... I have a feeling that if I net 20 on this thing, it might go away, but I'm not sure. I have no comment. Yeah, I'm just going to poke cool. her face that one. Thank you. Poke whose face? Well, that's how you wake Lady Gaga up from a nap. Oh. Poke, 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 poke oh. her face. Oh, makes sense. Nice. Got it. Not like that. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Sorry. That's Dick slap. Right. <laughs> Mushroom stamp. Man, I actually did not even go dirty with that. I literally just <laughs> thought you were just like, yes, that's where I... <laughs> nope. I okay. Mean, yeah, that's what you do. So Hedrick's working out the kinks. Paradil is avoiding stabbing himself in the arm with uh, broadhead arrows. Uh, Felix is doing something in the lab with the doors sealed and all of the implosion and explosion uh, safeguards in place. All the extra cross bracing has been uh, en enabled, activated, and put in where it needs to be. It's not always there. It takes up space both in and outside the room. But it keeps bad things from happening. Uh, Quinn. <clears throat> Quinn is writing uh, a story, an, ex uh, an exploit, on his, uh, his last endeavor to break up a bank robbing ring at T.D. Talduria, um, where he went undercover as a bank robber and was able to foil uh, the plans of these very um, uh, elusive bank robbers. Unscrupulous. Unscrupulous bank Fantastic. robbers. Fantastic. Writing is an art. Make me a performance check. Eighteen. Eighteen. It's fantastically well written. I know. If you were able to slip it out into the wilds, I'm sure it would uh, gain you even more acclaim than you already have. Uh, I am planning on, uh, yeah, uh, probably throwing it out in a bottle off the, the airship. <laughs> That's the most productive method of getting <laughs> your stories out there. Just I mean, it's working. Hucking them wherever. There's going to be a farmer who's outstanding in his field. Uh, just completely. You're not the DM. You know, You're not the DM. It's gonna fall on his head while he's just like <laughs> right. you know harvesting his crops. Gonna do shatter. I, do I roll for the chuck check? <laughs> littering <laughs> and <laughs> literally littering and littering and. Anyway, how about you, Jarrell? What are you up to? Um. So as Quinn is contemplating where he wants to drop this bottle and note. <laughs> Um, he walks up onto the deck, I suppose, and Jarrell's sitting uh, cross-legged again. It's a really clear night out, um, cold, and he's just uh, utilizing his uh, incense and praying, hoping that even if he can't talk to Valen, that his prayers will somehow still boost her while she's doing whatever the hell she's doing up there. Oh, since you're on the deck, 
you do notice uh, Arion Black lounging comfortably in the crow's nest. Yeah, he's been there for a while. It's appropriate. Something is he hanging out with, with Didu? Is did, if Didu is up there, then oh, yes, they're yeah. both up there. Didu is frequently up there. Hey, why not? Let's uh, let's uh, zoom in on Didu real quick. Oh shit! Great. Uh, Didu, I, I'm sure the audience is just hungering for some Didu. Because the crow's nest is taken, um, he's kind of perched like down by one of the sails, I suppose. But it's, it's still pretty high up on the top of the ship. And he's not really paying much mind to Arian Black, and once in a while he'll st- he'll stick his bird beak into his his rum sack and eat, eat those cocktail sausages. <laughs> so he's being antisocial and denying Arian Black any chance of socialization. I mean, it's, it's okay because Arian Black is just you know chilling, smoking something up there, and you know that's fair. And enjoying himself as best one can upon an airship thousands of feet up in the air. The only distraction for Arian was once in a while you hear an I think it's it's pretty uh, plain it at this be point. Worse. Oh, right, because, oh. I mean, really, the entire up deck of the ship is just the poop deck. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. All right. So we go from that. We've kind of zoomed in on everybody. We've uh, taken a quick look at what they're doing. Everyone's relatively prepared. And just as... Uh, dawn crests over the next day the airship the 11 o'clock shadow casts its 11 o'clock shadow on the fields leading up to Jorvik's home you'll notice a few things right away there's a lot of smoke coming out of the city in varying places and we're not talking just your usual chimneys or anything like that but it appears that a good chunk of the inside city is on fire oh and even on the outside, it looks like there are a few rather large bonfires indicating some possible civil unrest. There's also, on the very outsides of the city, um, a rather large contingent from several different uh, armies right now protecting the walls, keeping anyone from getting out. You can uh, notice the banners of the Omega Project, obviously, the Derekine Protectorate, and even uh, one or two standards of the Crow King himself. Hmm. Noticeably absent would be the banners of the Sea Lords. Really? Okay. And, but those are the people who live in this Those king, would this be area. the people who live there. there. Doesn't look like any of them were too keen to keep their countrymen prisoner, but others have stepped in to uh, retain the... Uh, law and order, as it were. To get a sense of how massive this outbreak could be, looking at just, like, how the city is built or whatever, how... What's the population, roughly? Um, it's not a very big place. It would be, um... No bigger than Aralon, maybe? And that's still, like... Well, um, what was, uh, what was the original city we started in? in the Aralon. And that was Aralon? Okay. So, like, a... Mid small to mid city, but not like a national capital or anything. So there's still like, like a few thousand people. Oh yeah, there's thousands of people. Here. Yeah, it's still pretty massive. And yeah. you know, if any of one of those people get out and they're infected, this could be a catastrophe. Yeah. So the people who definitely are infected are all walled into the center of the city where the outbreak originated. Okay. And then um, we're gonna call that maybe. 20 square blocks in the middle of the city. Actually, 10 square blocks, so 10 10 blocks on each side or something like that. The city hall, 
um, in uh, the main town square are included in this, are sort of walled off with uh, barricades. So not the whole city is walled off. Well, the entire city is also walled off. So there's a walled off section okay. in the city, okay. city yeah. where the people who are definitely infected are. Right. And then the outside of the city is also walled off where the people who might be infected are. Okay. So you've got that stage one quarantine on the outside and stage two quarantine on the inside. So there's no, there's no like, there's no, what's the word I want? Like there's nothing covering the city, correct? No. So like no. a so magical it's not, it, dome or anything like that. This is not an airborne like situation then. That yeah, we're aware we of. Right. Yeah. The assumption then is not, it, that it's not airborne. Because I feel like yeah. they would have done something well, even, if, even if there was a thought. Yeah. They did. They, they did uh, completely bubble off that one city. Whether yeah, or not we Bena. know about that, yeah, yeah. we yeah. probably do. Yeah, I'm sure that uh, they would be able to, but right now, at least, that hasn't crossed anyone's mind. And that was also before Tyrannus disappeared and magic got all fucky. So, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, that's that's the other part. Is it might not even be possible to put that kind of a magical barrier up anymore. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to sidle up to Rex and say, is there uh, a reason for us to announce ourselves, or where do you suspect we should speak with the leading authority on the ground? Well, as it just so happens, we have a forward operating base inside the Stage 1 quarantine area. If you'll notice, the large Omega Project flags that are inside the city would indicate uh, an approximate area where we could moor the ship. Um, would you mind if we did maybe just a quick aerial like scoping out of the city before mooring like get a just a full aerial view of like what's going on down there absolutely any reconnaissance you need to be would be considered prudent okay um i would like to instruct our helmsman yes um to maybe you know now uh, when we say go around are we uh trying to do a low pass or well I think Quinn has a spyglass or like one of those, you know, like something he can kind of look out, like a little, get a closer look in. I don't want to get too close to that would put our airship at risk or any of us at risk of potential infection if this is something that is mildly airborne. I want to at least like get where we can get a good view by looking down, like you know. Okay, so are you glass. talking about like a hundred some feet above yeah. uh, the buildings probably, or something like that? Probably more like like five hundred to six hundred feet. Five to six hundred feet above ground level. Yeah. Okay. Hed- Hedrick is going to want to get close enough to pick up a detail um, because he has an ability of scrying and he wants to be able to pick up on a creature, figure, person, place, okay. thing, ah. thing that, that he can keep eyes on what's going in, especially in that quarantine two. That's like that's where he wants to focus. That's a fantastic uh, idea. Ob- okay. Observation. What's the range on that? Because uh, you're going to want to convey that to your helmsman. So um, this is also could be used like it's. Uh, I cast it on myself. Concentration. It just says a particular creature you choose on the same plane of existence. Oh, you don't need line of sight or anything like that. No. Nope. Uh, successful save. Um, then I can't scry on them for 20 Yeah, range hours, itself. But, you literally just yeah, pick range, it and it happens. Itself. Okay. Fifth level spell. Um, I wasn't sure if... Uh, well, I guess, no. Not in this case. Okay. I was going to say my amplification probably wouldn't work on duration. I'm just thinking that's for, like, things I sing. <laughs> <laughs> well, is your scrying spell a song? 
<laughs> um, no, that's probably like going into a uh, meditation because I'm looking through whatever the creature is I'm playing, mm-hmm. like something uh, with my eyes closed, and then I'm kind of dead to my surroundings. I keep playing though. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. So you're not asking uh, Zero to try to pilot any closer than five or six hundred feet, then? Just so long as I get enough of a chance to look at something particular. If you can at least identify one person to kind of like follow around, I would say focus on a particular area where there is a lot of stuff going on, right? Mm-hmm. Like a particular person in an area where there happens to be like some hot action, so to speak. Or the town square, could you do yeah, that? There is plenty of hot action as there are several buildings on fire just off of the town square. Okay. Um, and I, yeah, people are gathering, shambling about outside. It, they're not looking great. Now, um, uh, I just want to get a little more clarity on that scrying. You're only seeing through their eyes. You're not getting any of their other senses or anything? You can see and hear a particular creature you choose is on the same plane of existence. The target must make a wisdom saving throw, which is modified. How, how well, well you, you know, know the, the target. target. So I don't know them very well. Um, if a target knows you're casting its spell, it can fail the saving throw voluntarily if it wants to be observed. On a successful save, um, target's not affected. Failed save um, creates an invisible sensor within 10 feet of the target. You can see and hear through the sensor as if you were there. Through the sensor and not through uh, their perception. Oh, that's right. Right. Correct. And then the sensor moves to the target, remaining within 10 feet of it for the duration, which is 10 minutes. Wait, nope, nope, it's 10. Yep, 10 minutes. Okay. Um, let's see. So, uh, random person down there, and you can't really get a good read on them uh, since you can't see, is going to make their save. Um, what kind of save is it? A wisdom. A wisdom save at disadvantage because, well, they're bleeding out of just about every orifice. They've lost an arm, and they're in, in, dis- in indescribable pain. So I don't imagine they're in any ca- uh, um, special way to make a good save. So we're going to call that a four. I was just noticing again that I have Phil's uh, yes. illustration of <laughs> pregnant that dancing is, in a field. That it's continues a, to makes be me so happy. Ah, oh, beautiful picture. Oh, that's. Sausage. See, there's. Holy all right, shit! All right. There's pregnant. That so was Phil, amazing. Does, does Phil get a pregnant pass? No. Damn. <laughs> I never claimed it. Have to ask. Have to ask. I never would. No, you don't do that. But that's that's amazing. Hey, I had a chance to make Pregnard's dream come true, and it's nice to know that he's. It's a reoccurring dream. Yeah, yeah I'm so had, happy. I had to make sure when I printed that for you that that page had that picture. Yeah, I mean that, that that picture exudes joy the same way an episode of Bob Ross or listening to the Flaming Lips would. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Honest, honestly, I think Wayne Coyne is doing the soundtrack to that or something because that's just too bizarre for this world and incredibly happy. Yeah, this is uh, like Pompeii, um, Gotterdam, like <laughs> accompanied. Do you know that song? No, Off of um, At War with the Mystics? Uh, is it At War with, or just War with the, the Mystics? One, I've only listened to that album once or twice. It's a great running through a field with an anthropomorphized nice. sausage song. <laughs> Anyways, we should cut back into okay. the show. Right. Now. Sorry. Um, so the fact of the matter is, uh, I don't know this person at all. Yeah. So uh, I would say, what's your save DC? Eighteen or no, seventeen. But Damn. since I don't know it, like 
I don't, I'm not touching it. I'm literally just looking at it. And I can hear the commotion, like, yeah. going down. It's, it's like a, he, he rolled a, the forks. He was rolling at disadvantage, so. Well, I'm saying even the minus 10 with my 17, it was a 7. Yeah. And you rolled, what, a 4? Yeah. Okay, so even even still, like, it I should works. be able to see what's going on yeah. around him. This person is in no condition to resist you scrying at oh, them. Okay. And what you see is scenes of absolute hellish carnage. Like, the streets are very nearly running red with blood. There are buildings on fire. Some of these afflicted people are actually trying to run into the fire. Are they, are they successful? Well, they're successful at getting into the fire, and they come out, um, well, oh, flaming and still so, alive and suffering. So flames also have no effect, apparently, on the actually dying part. Yeah, no. Whatever it is... They seem to be unable to die, but are suffering immensely. Fuck. Um, I'm, I'm going to pop out of the eyes real quick, still strumming those cords. Oh, guys, it's not looking good down there. It, it's it's dog-eat-dog. People are just trying to kill themselves and burn themselves, and it's, it's just a shit show. I'm thinking this is something that is beyond a physical remedy. This may be a magical remedy. Um, does Quinn see anything as he's like kind of using the spyglass looking down? Um, it's just a normal spyglass. Yeah, I just wasn't yeah, sure if there's anything else that you know tools, catches yeah. his eye, right? You know, I mean, like I, I'm just kind of wondering if maybe there's like you know you can see anything at all that looks like it might be a point of interest. You know what I'm saying? Do I need to roll for perception or anything? Um, yeah, I'd actually like you to roll perception since I. I saw what I needed to on my side. Uh, tw- 23. 23. So one thing you do actually notice is near the center of the city, uh, the back half of City Hall has collapsed. Okay. But instead of just being, like, fallen down, it looks like it's collapsed into a hole in the ground. Okay. Like Felix. I, I let the rest of them know. Yeah. After you let Jarrell know, Felix, do your glasses tell you anything? I mean, your, mag- probably, your magic detecting uh, goggles. Yeah, but even, the, even uh, we're, we're, we're too high up for me to tell right now. How, I'd, ha- I'd how have to high, be on the ground. How far do you have to be from it again? It just like to be able to see it? 120 feet. Okay. Um, can we discern the, the size of this hole? Is this like a, a natural sinkhole, or is it small around the foundation of the building? It's tough to tell. Yeah, it's okay. probably a lot of rubble like, and shit. You oh. are several hundred feet away. Yeah. Right. Okay. 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 Do we want to drop down to 120 feet? Is that too close? That's too close. Um, but we have a point of interest, and that's kind of what I was looking for. I think we have yeah. some good information. I think it's going to be incredibly dangerous. Now, is, there, is the helm like at the top, or is it inside? The helm is inside, but has um, some sophisticated, uh, I guess you'd call scrying screens that can show views just outside Fantastic. the ship. Fantastic. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to uh, shot. Can Zero hear me from out on the deck? Um... Yes. Instead of a magical solution, though, it is literally the series of tubes with cones at the end that you would it. use to shout between places. Yeah. Perfect. Like you would see on a kid's playground or on a uh, primitive ship. Perfect. Or like on an internet. I'm going <laughs> to... Yes. Sometimes when I gulp down water and I almost choke on it, I'd say, it, goes, it went down the wrong internet. <laughs> <laughs> is the land... I'm going to ask Zero, essentially, is the uh, land vehicle imp- just, is this ready by any stretch of the imagination? By ready, what do you mean? Able to be dropped down into the city and then retrieved later. 
Um, I would say that it's droppable. I'm not entirely certain that I would consider it prudent to drop it somewhere unattended around rioting masses. You make a compelling argument, Zero. I will take that into consideration as we build the plan. Thank you. <laughs> Just try not to smudge the paint too much. No, I think that maybe we won't use it if that's the case. I really don't want to, like, you know, cause any, any more problems here. I just, you know. A little sidebar. What's the condition of the land cruiser? The land cruiser is ready to go. Yeah, that's what I was asking about. Okay. It's, yeah. it's more sure that, that was he developed. would caution you against dropping it somewhere and leaving it unattended. It doesn't have, like, a lock? Well, I mean, that's the thing. We're going to eventually need to get into this hole. I just want to get into this hole unimpeded. I get that. Surely the, the world's best captain would be able to hover over the city hall and, and we can repel uh, you know, If the world's best forces. captain commands, then the world's best helmsman will get us there. The helmsman. Well, so what does your mug say now? Pilot. It still says world's best airship. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> Switch that. Reverse. Thanks, Wonka. <laughs> so little time. So much to do. <laughs> um, guys, we can go more at the project, get some more information or anything like that, but I mean, we kind of have maybe a potential idea of a source here, mm-hmm. and we want to limit our exposure to whatever the fuck is happening down there, I think, in my opinion, as much as possible. Uh, is there anyone here who disagrees with me? I'm not as worried as you are, but sure. Oh, sure. He's got investments. He's Mr. Fancy over there. Yeah, investments aren't going to protect you from your limbs falling off, Jarrell. No, but my God will, thank you. you. You can't even talk to her, huh? Hey, why don't you? Why don't you phone her, huh? Why don't you? Why don't you call her up? Why don't you go? You just have your little whispering conversations. Still feeling pretty immune, little man. He used to call her on his helm phone. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Call me. But yeah, Jarrell would be able to tell whether or not his divine abilities are still functioning, correct? Yeah. Um, and, and like um, Arion Black had said, your gifts have not gone anywhere. Right. Your ability to contact your patron is um, compromised. Yeah. But you're still you. Still immune to disease. You're immune to all disease. To yeah. disease. Well, fuck you then. Plural. Diseases. Yes, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, um... Knowing what you know so far, do you bet your life that this is actually a disease? Um. Yeah, Jarrell. I haven't heard otherwise. You haven't heard. O- Even if it's a magical Use disease, I your head, man. feel like it still falls under the category no, of disease. No, because it could be magic. You do- don't know anything, man. Are magical diseases not regular diseases in this world? I um. don't know. <laughs> this is something pretty new. Can I, uh, can Pregnart make a, a medicine check? to see if, like, this sounds like something that he may know. Pregnart can make a medicine check. Um, swing for the fences because um, the it Omega Project's entire okay. pathology department hasn't been able to figure the it out. The Centaur for Disease Control couldn't well, even figure it out. But Pregnard swing for the Pregnard. fences. Let's see what happens. Pregnart has his ways. Yeah. I'm never going to tell you not to make the roll. It's a 20. Modified 20. A modified 20. I like it. I like your moxie, but I think this one's a little uh, like (laughs) we're we're looking at it absolutely insane DC on this one. This is like a brand new affliction. Here, uh, Darrell has a pretty easy method Uh of determining whether or not 
this is a disease. Okay. You want to know what that is? What's that? Detect disease. <laughs> What's the range on detect disease? 30 feet. So all you got to do is land. <laughs> <laughs> or Wait, hover 30 feet above the ground. Well, we, but, we haven't been wanting to do that. But the airship is 30 feet oh. off the ground, and then you got to think about right. how much higher the actual Suspend Jarrell by a rope under the airship. I think that is a terrible oh, idea. Yeah. Listen, if he's willing to he do it. He swoops down, they're, they're, Ethan Hunt style. What yeah. if 30 feet is the infection distance? Dun, 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 Give dun, him uh, like a handkerchief dun. to put over his mouth. I'm sorry. Was there was there not a, a quarantined Omega Project area or were those all infected too? Uh, right, the I Omega that Project part. quarantine is inside the stage one quarantine where there are no actively infected people okay. that you know of right now. Right. But they're, they're not letting anybody in. You know what? I think that I, I think we've already made our decision. We should go more and learn as much as we can and then find our way into the hole. Wait, can detect disease work through walls? Um, what are the rules as written for detect disease? Uh, no presence, location, types of poison, poison creatures within 30 feet. That's what my sheet says. I don't know if there's any more to it than that. I'm so sure we, can go to, we can go up to like the edge of the quarantined area. It's like a... That's my yeah. plan. Yeah, okay. It's essentially, it's like, yeah, for the duration, you can sense the presence and location of poisons, poisonous creatures, and diseases within 30 feet of you. You know, right. also identify the kind of poison, poisonous creature, or disease in each case. Now, cure disease hasn't worked. It is know blocked. That. Yes. It, is, it is blocked by one foot of stone, one inch of common metal, a thin sheet of lead, or three feet of wooden dirt. Ah. Okay, okay so... Thus, those walls would more or less stop that then. Okay. You said one inch of stone, right? Yeah. Yeah, there's definitely no, one. No, it was a foot. A foot of stone. A foot one of stone. inch of steel. Yeah, stone. Walls, though. Yeah. An inch of steel. I'm going to say between the different things, it's going to be pretty difficult to do that. You yeah. can make the attempt, but I don't know if you're going to get an accurate read. Is there an like, overlook? On the, is it just a wall? How, how are they researching this if they can't? Make any kind of contact with any of anybody on the other side. I just I, all I need is one Let's more infected find out. person yeah. near yeah. within thirty feet. Let's more and find out. Yeah, yeah. right now, um, when when uh, Doctor Kovac left there, they were still setting up the quarantine. So let's find out. Let's see. What, let's see what they have. Let's see if we have any live patients that we can observe. There yeah. were those two scientists that have were sending notes back in excruciating pain. I'm not sure if there are any sort of live quarantine situation. But Correct. That's they possible. they might have even made progress in the four days I since she left. I think we should more. Yeah, I mean, I just said that. Literally, yeah. that was his. That was. His You've idea. been. Yeah, it's been 20 minutes. Let's do it. Like we, yeah. we we more now. We just decided. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so glad glad we're all on the same page. Awesome. We are more. <laughs> Zero takes the ship in towards the mooring, and passing by the local uh, church clock tower, promptly knocks it over, <laughs> but does so in dramatic fashion, as he. Skids the back uh, back end of the ship around like he's, like, he's uh, spinning it into a parking fucking spot. Tokyo drift in midair. <laughs> Tokyo drifts the thing in midair and with the aft of the ship, blasts over uh, one of the uh, church clock towers. Wow! Everybody on the deck of the ship, oohs and ahs. Ooh! Ah! ah. What are we ooing and eyeing? I'm pretty um, sure that the zero people just on the ground are making 
sounds similar to ooh and ah, but aren't ooing and ah. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> hey, watch it. Such is the effect of the mug of the boss. Right. This is, yeah. One Bruce the- Springsteen? <laughs> Not that boss. Not that boss. Uh, Different kind God. of boss. Not the other kind either. So before so, we before we, we uh, like a hundred percent more, uh, Gerald's gonna say to Zero, "Do you think it's best if you stay in one spot, or should you circle?" We're still not moored. No, well, in, I, a, I, in I, order I, to moor, you kind of have to stay in one spot because like you gotta like drop anchor, so to speak. But do we want to drop anchor, knowing that the ship could be potentially overrun by rioting people? We have the world's best airship pilot here. If he sees trouble, I'm sure he'll make the right decision. And bail before anything bad happens. And before we get off the ship, I've got to go to the bathroom and drop anchor myself. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there it is. So, um, <laughs> Paragil spends a few minutes in the head. Dropping anchor. Launching the brown October. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. That's amazing. <laughs> Fucking children. Oh, God. Wow. So fast forward through a vignette of pooping jokes. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's that's about all we can do there. We've taken that as far as it can go. Mm-hmm. Yes. The ship parks and uh Dr. Kovac, the rest of uh the party, and um while we're at it, just to just to be sure, and since this is our first chance to really do it, party select. Yay. Our inaugural usage of this brand new innovative mechanic that we've introduced on this and will unleash on the world and it'll be a revolution for D&D everywhere. But anyway, so um, <laughs> just going around the table from, uh, let's say, my left to Zach, uh, who are you bringing? Uh, well, Paradil feels that this is kind of out of his element. He's going to stay on the ship and do some further research. That you can't really, like, stab a disease so (laughs) in that case he's gonna stay on the ship but pregnard on the other hand he you know has background and you know curing like menial ailments and stuff like that and uh an inspired choice i like it a lot he's gonna go also things are on fire and he can control water that's fantastic so, uh, John, are you bringing the paladin or the doctor? Uh, yeah, as Jarrell's getting ready to leave, he'll walk up to uh, Pregnart and say, Pregnart, have you packed me a lunch? Oh, yes, I have made uh, <laughs> a meatball sub. <laughs> oh, that sounds fantastic. Y- you know, we'll be down there a while. Would you mind coming with us? I love your food. Yes, I would like to come. Excellent. Let's off. Let's off. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Lord Jarrell the Light is John's uh, pick. Uh, Felix, or I'm sorry, Francesco, are you taking Felix? Yeah, or? you could have kept it at Felix. Yeah. Well, Tabby is great, and he's good at a lot of things. Yeah. I don't think he has any experience dealing with magical diseases that make your limbs fall off. <laughs> Whereas Felix, Felix may have caused those. <laughs> no, Felix just more would probably have a better chance at surviving such a thing and I, has a mind for such macabre. You know, I can see like that ailments. Eighteen years old. Yeah, exactly. I, we're we're not about, I'm, I'm not personally as Fran about to scar this kid for life. No. So we're going to go with Felix. All right, um, Mike. 
I think Quinn would be smarter to stay with the centaur and do more like kind of political, like try to figure out kind of what's going on with the p- politics of the town right now and like yeah. who's in charge, who's in control and kind of be part of that, that behind the scenes moment. Yeah. Murph is a wizard. Dear so God. it just makes more sense since he is a little bit more intelligent. He's a little bit more. Well, there's mm, no, but <laughs> nice <jab. laughs> he, he definitely is more um, uh, aware of the ma- the magical uh, aspects of things. Still got him. Less egotistical. Yeah, I hate you. Um, so, so kind of works for the party Murph, more. And um, Murph is definitely he, going to be, uh, I think, more useful. And he definitely does like literally anything we tell him to do. I mean, and like, he's just super excited to be part of the team. So I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a different role for yeah. me to play. I'm wow. excited about so, that. Works well with other children uh, as opposed to the well, alternative. Does. His ring may not. Oh, God. Oh. Yeah. Dr. Kovac will be disembarking the ship to... Uh, go back to the Ford operating base. If Quinn wants to do that, yet stay kind of NPC in this, I think uh, that sounds reasonable and makes sense. So when we get to that table, you'll have access to both wow. of them. But um, Murph will be our guy in the field. And Phil, uh, you only, only has have Hedrick, Hedrick right, now. right now. However, that will change at some point in the future, we promise you. Looking forward to that. For now, Hedrick's looking to uh, earn his spurs, so to speak. And you have no um, competition now. Well, then, you know, it, I never in the really... Field. I never really see it as competition. Right. Oh. We 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 we're two di- so modest. But we're two different types of bards. I see it as quite the opportunity. There's potential. Oh yeah. And uh, being attached with so many skilled individuals and unique characters has uh, just piqued Hedrick's interest. He's a hundred percent in. Yeah, I love it. So you got two suck ups in the group. Uh huh. Super exciting. This is great. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Felix, Felix is going to own this. <laughs> okay. So, it's Felix times to shine. Or, or Jarrell for that matter, is. because now we have the oh, that's true too. We're the battle of the charismatic people now. Right. Nice. That's true. But we get along fairly well. So. We do until I start suggesting very, well, never evil mind. Evil things? No, it's not evil. I'm not uh-huh. evil. Okay. Mm-hmm. How dare you? If I was evil, I would have <laughs> just put that. Never mind. I mean, we'll talk about it later. <laughs> All right, so the uh, the active party disembarks the ship. Quinn comes as well. Dr. Kovac uh, also descends into our forward operating base. And um, after uh, being dragged through a couple of hallways and one or two ruined buildings in uh, the uh, quarantine enclave, you are brought to an impromptu meeting room that was built out of, uh, it appears to be a general store, that was uh, quickly um, reappropriated and repurposed to be um, sort of the meeting area uh, central base of the uh, Omega Project's disease response team. So a lot of the products have been shunted, uh, you know, and the shelves have been pushed to the sides of the room in uh, sort of a haphazard fashion. And um, a hastily erected table is up in the middle of the room, a couple of... uh, you know, a couple of chalkboards have been uh, mounted to the walls there. Um, you know, sort of standard uh, disaster uh, room fair, whatever whatever you guys would imagine it to be. It's probably there. Okay, gentlemen, 
uh, Dr. Kovac uh, addresses the room. Is there any update to the status? And um, a lot of the scientists look pretty nervous. Uh, They're sort of fumbling around with their paperwork, stammering over themselves. Um, You can just sort of tell by the tone in the room that they haven't really made a lot of progress and things are... uh, The grimness of the situation is definitely starting to impact them quite a bit. It's a lot of, like, double talk and uh, just... (laughs) Meaningless technical speak. Yeah, just jargon yeah, amounts the to nothing are, at all. Yeah, they're doing a lot of uh, jargoning, trying to mumble their way around the fact that they haven't really solved shit. Yeah. We ain't found shit. <laughs> Interestingly enough, the guy who uh, said that. Yeah, I only learned that a couple days ago. Right? Tim Blew Ross. My mind. Amazing. Did not know that either. But back to the topic at hand or foot or whatever limbs have been lost by that particular person <laughs> the appendage at hand great segue well I mean it's good for a two wheeled vehicle <laughs> oh my god this guy's out of fire he's out of fire <laughs> only the ones who ran into the burning buildings to try to put themselves out of their own okay design. you know what let's move on now you're killing me <laughs> no we're not and that's the problem trying to talk myself around things until I get myself a little more focused into it but here we are so um, the general tone in the room is they haven't found anything and Dr. Kovac in very cheerful voice but very harsh words berates all of her fellow scientists for not coming up with anything and trying to conceal it in jargon and mumbo jumbo which of course she sees right through as she's a lead medical researcher at which point she turns to the party. Please tell me you have thought of something. Do we have anyone currently infected that we might be able to have our uh, holy friend over here examine? There are all waves. Yeah. Researcher Chalky is still near the edge of the wall, and he still seems to have at least most of his facilities and limbs intact. He seems to be taking very good care of himself in there, or at the very least providing excellent notes. Is his, there his w- co-researcher, however, has been nowhere to be found for the last flips through pages. Two days apparently. It seems to have taken a toll on his sanity, and we're not entirely sure where he's gone. Fascinating. Yeah, it's it's definitely fascinating. It's also I'm really surprised that you're not as worried as like everyone else is. Are you kidding? I'm in a blind panic. <laughs> <laughs> So how exactly are you in communication with this doctor? Um, are you are you talking to him? Like, how is he taking care of himself? Dr. Williston, would you please brief them on uh, your interactions with Researcher Chalky? Yes. <laughs> so, about two days ago... Are we talking about Chalky aftertaste? <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. That wasn't really his name, but, you know, why not? Chucky Aftertaste. Okay. (laughs) His name was originally Chucky Aftertaste, and unfortunately, uh, his fellow researchers just gave him the nickname until it stuck, and now he's Chucky. He really wishes he was just Chucky Aftertaste. Mm -hmm. How is Chucky spelled? (laughs) C-H-A-L-K-Y. I I wasn't sure if you would... uh, How is Aftertaste spelled? (laughs) 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 T-E-R-T-A-I-S-T. Nice. <laughs> I like that. Chalky. 
Somewhere Hoblet is crying. Oh no. No. I'm gonna make Hoblet cry by tacking an extra E on the end of it. Nice. Tasty. <laughs> Taste. The second E is silent. <laughs> as well as the first. It was T A I S T, but now it gets the extra E. Oh, we're the worst people. Yes, we are. I hate us. Oh. Researcher Chalky has been giving us regular notes on the progression of the disease in both himself and in the people around him. How does he provide you with these notes? <laughs> By, and please, don't laugh, folding it into paper airplanes and throwing it over the wall. <laughs> Pregnard is... Modern problems require problem, modern solutions. Don't look at me like that. Um, Jarrell, this might be a weird and uh, a bit of an obtuse suggestion. But if we have one of these note pages, assuming that there would be any contamination in the area that it's coming from, would you be able to detect it on this object instead of us potentially risking exposure to something that will make our fucking limbs fall off. Is there a piece of paper that Chalky had written on nearby? Also, I think this affects our fucking limbs and our non-fucking limbs. That's very true. I, I, I should have been more uh, broad when I chose my, uh, you know, when I when I used my word for limbs. Oh, you're speaking truth, brother. One moment, true. please. <laughs> he goes out of the room and comes back carrying a large wooden chest, which he hauls with great effort, dropping it on the table, unclasping the clasps, opening it up, and pulling out a glass box that's on the inside, about two feet across by about a foot and a half deep, um, you know, long, and he can and about a foot glass. deep. Yeah, yeah. sure can. Yes. <clears throat> so he brings that out and sets it on the table. In the middle of it is a single piece of paper in parchment, unfolded, mm-hmm. and uh, placed into this glass box. And uh, you can look or detect through that. Do it. Yep. Uh, so Jarrell is going to uh, wave his hand in front of it. Uh, a a ye- yellow <laughs> light is going to come out, and he's going to detect, detect disease. And yeah. it absolutely <laughs> shows up as a disease. All right. Um, do I know the type? No. It's unlike anything you've ever seen before. So I know the presence, location, um, and just disease. It's not type of disease. I don't think it says type. I can't, okay. I can't tell how I mean, it's phrased. It, like it says type of poison or oh, type of disease. It's, like it's all the same. Yeah, well, yeah. at least we know it, it, it's officially a disease. Now, do I recognize that I would therefore be immune to it? Um, As someone who is immune to disease. Knowing my violent. power. You're pretty sure you are. Okay. That's great. That is a Here's huge plus. Here's the problem. None of the rest of us are. Right. I'm going to... Okay, never mind. I'm going to hold on to this for a second. Okay, but that's good. This is this is this it is, is a disease. Yes, this is this is rock solid information. I'm not a hundred percent certain what will work on removing it. However, should we try a few tests? I mean, I'm sure they've tried a lot. We can. That's why we just be more comfortable. Absolutely, we encourage the use of scientific method in here. Well, 
I, th I think uh, this doctor hasn't come in physical contact with it. Otherwise, I'm he'd be affected, right? Fairly certain we should do another... And jar, is there any food or drink nearby? Um, there are, it looks like on some of the shelves, some uh, non-perishable food items. Is any of that, does any of that have disease in it? Or poison. Um. Well, uh, yeah. <laughs> Did anybody try to poison anybody? The rest, too? Of, the, the rest <laughs> of the room has been uh, quarantined and is immaculately clear. So, so if there's you're trying no to disease the rest of the room, in here. The only disease is attached to that paper inside the box. Okay. You don't have to burn another one for that. That's all the same use. Oh, it's, a, it's it lasts, 30 feet? It, it 20 lasts, feet? It lasts oh, that was a ritual anyway. Yeah. I can do that as a ritual. They also let, yeah, exactly. There you go. So, fuck yeah. Okay. Okay. Did you pre-ritualize before that? No. No, he went straight into it. Wow. In yeah, front of everybody. Right into it raw. Just ritualizing all over this room. Oh didn't God. warm it up or anything. No. Okay. Nope, we didn't have to. I mean, I told you I was gonna. You all just that, stood there true. and watched. There was just yeah, we skipped the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Whose so fault I, is it now? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so, is there anything else you're trying to do to this before? Um, I'm trying to see if I have any current purify. Most of my stuff's focused on food right now. That's. I mean, that's not a bad thing. We do have to eat that, and other people do too. Yeah, I guess. That, that becomes a serious thing. Purify food and drink works on food and drink. Does it work on anything edible? Because you could eat paper. Yeah, I guess you could. I mean, it wouldn't be an enjoyable experience. That's, I mean, is this a test we want to conduct? This is this is more <laughs> of a, a te yeah. This is more of a test of D, uh, of Dave's flexibility here. So yes, because I can also do that as a ritual if I need to. Uh, it's a test. Has anyone else in this room tried it? Raise your hand if you tried it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to eat it? Raise your hand if you volunteer <laughs> to try to, to, to taste it. I mean, come on, I'm looking for one. Do you have to eat it to make it? Oh my God! Does Pragnat raise his hand to eat it? <laughs> but, but after he I purifies heard, it, yeah. if you put your mind to it, Pregnar, you, Pregnar you may want to rescan it after you purify it. Aside, Just saying. Um, aside oh, I'm from Pregnart. Does anyone else in here want to be our test subject? I'm sure there is a budding scientist in this room looking to make a name for themselves that would like to volunteer for this experiment, right? Pregnart is hopping from one foot to another the and Omega uh, raising Project and waving his hands. Settle down. Yeah. The Omega excited. Project scientists are all looking very shifty left and right at each other. They're all very nervous about this one. Maybe because they've been in town for a few days and have seen what this thing does. I'm kind of terrified of this. So the first ritual will take... Uh, it's instantaneous for this one. Mm -hmm. um, if you don't do it as a ritual. But what, what is it if I do it as a ritual? Ten, ten minutes. minutes. Are, all, are all rituals ten minutes? Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah, roughly. But okay. it doesn't cost a slot. No. So it'll be ten minutes for me to sit there and purify this piece of paper for being eaten by Pregnart. It's okay, we'll just watch. And then another, everybody's just watching me ritualize all over. For 10 minutes. Um, again, yeah, I mean, you didn't leave. I'm still doing it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> he puts on a good show. And then another 10 minutes. To test. Uh, to test whether or not it's still poisoned, diseased. So 20 minutes, two rituals. Okay. <laughs> yeah. 
So, Pregnard, Pregnard takes out his uh, little satchel and uh, takes out his little travel portions of salt and pepper and uh, little he's cayenne. Right. He's got a little you going, are, now, you're not ta- are, when, at what point would you be taking this out of the box? Once I've clarified whether or not... It's still diseased. I yeah, have five okay. foot radius of food and drink. Okay, so it's ten minutes to do it, and then ten minutes after that to is when check. you're testing it. Yeah, correct. Okay. Um, just to be sure. So what happens is you purify it, and ten minutes later, when you run the test, it is still diseased. Okay. Oh God, that's bad. Don't eat that, pregnant. Pregnant, get away <laughs> from that. You're not. You may not want to even open the box, but you know. Nope, don't even do that. Yes, no, it. it's still diseased. Didn't work. Sorry, sorry. Back to what you were doing, everybody. I'm done pre-ritualizing and ritualizing now. Puts away his spices, dejected, disappointed. Oh, we'll get you something good in a little bit. Don't worry, friend. He smiles. <laughs> uh, is there any other science we want to do now? I'm all out of rituals. I want to talk to this guy, but we might have to figure it out. Dr. Kovac, stumbling around, lost in thought, runs into the wall and bumps her head into the wall, shakes it rapidly. Can you try purifying it again? Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Ten ten more minutes. Ten minutes for that. Is there a faster check on whether or not you can uh, actually uh, spend the spell slot? You know what? Fine. Let's do it quick, shall we? And I'll do both back to back. All right. She bumps her head in the wall. I'm going to go over to there. Are you okay? All right. Mm. Nay. So, yeah, that was a. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So, instant, both are done. Okay. So, the purification happens. How long does it take you to cast the second one after that? Six seconds. Six seconds? It is disease-free at six seconds. And then I will conduct my ritual again. All right. After your ritual, after the ten minutes, it is diseased again. So somewhere between 12 seconds and ten minutes. Now, is there anyone else in your project who can do what I just did and clock in how long we have? Ooh, are you sure you don't have a calling as a scientist? I am rather intelligent. And he, like, juts his chin up to the sky. So with that new burst of inspiration, the Omega Project seeks to discern the exact nature of this disease and how quickly it repopulates onto an already infected material. The experiment runs, but what's the result? Find out next time on The Hapless Heroes. Uh, That's where we're going to walk this one off. Nice. Now, if you like us, we can be found on the internet. We're on such places as Twitter, at Hapless Heroes. We're on Reddit, slash r, slash Hapless Heroes Podcast. We are on Instagram. Look for Hapless Heroes Podcast. And if you look for Hapless Heroes Podcast on Facebook, you'll find us there as well. Every single one of these sites and presences will take you to the crown jewel of our online prisons, our Discord server. We have prisons? Online prisons. Online. It's a prison for our minds. Our social media prisons. Deep, man. It's really deep. Deep, so deep. After a few hours of DMing, I've lost my ability to word properly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not sure I had it to begin with, but now it's definitely off into the ether somewhere. I'm sure that there are many listeners that we have in our audience that know the feeling. Oh, boy. (laughs) Yeah.
<laughs> Actually, no, that would require us to have many listeners. Wow. So, never mind. I mean, we, we've got yeah. more than you'd think. I mean, you know, just it's, being, just being yeah. self, self burned, self deprecating. Yeah, I, I get that. I live there, but um, so all those places will take you to our Discord, which is the crown jewel of our media presence. Like I said, we've got channels for just about every topic you could attach to a D and D podcast, whether it's our current episodes, D and D, game, the game as a whole, our real lives, DMing, uh, memes, the, memes, other games funny stuff yeah we've got a community for all of that we would love to have you in our community we've got general chat and general cat yes we do and i think those are both um like the yin and the yang of our server yeah you can't have one without the other you can't have chat without the cat but you can't have cat without the chat you know, I like to think of it as like my daily newspaper, and I just go straight to the comics. Is this Hedrick speaking? Yeah, Wait, man. daily newspaper or daily Hedrick, Hedrick's a big fan of the Discord, y'all. <laughs> He's tapped right into it. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> it's got that connection. <laughs> <laughs> and now, if you've seen all that, you've heard all that we have to offer, you've seen our social media presence, and you like what you see, if you re- do like us like that, Leave us a five-star review on the podcast service of your choice. It obviously doesn't have to be five stars. You can leave whatever honest review you feel like. We would prefer it very much if it was five stars because, well, we're you know selfish like that and we like to see good reviews about us, mm-hmm. just like any content creator would be. But if you really, really like us, you can donate to our Patreon, and it has several wonderful reward tiers, uh, whether it be just um, having access to our patrons channel and um, kind of uh, getting access to that extra spicy level of Discord chatter, or the outtakes that uh, come with it uh, as part of that. Maybe you want to go a little bit further and uh, have access to um, Hoblet's Notebook or contributing um, a uh, arc or story or setting idea for our show, which uh, people at, I believe, the $20 uh, yes. um, reward tier can uh, do just which that. Which I am so, I cannot believe we have people who are even there, and I, I just know. love you so much. The fact that we, we are providing that level of entertainment for you really does absolutely blow our minds. I mean, we're, we're sharing the best content we can, but it, it's absolutely mind-blowing that uh, that we mean that much to you, and uh, we absolutely love it. Um, still barely wrapping my head around that. Yeah. <laughs> and if you like us, right now you like us, Sally Field, and the whole deal, uh, become an OBGYN and uh, deliver babies and have a tenured career and become a, a valued member of the medical community and uh, your profession. And uh, one day when you're delivering a baby, say, it's a podcast. And instead of delivering the baby, you start playing our podca- podcast through your cell phone. Nice. That's achievable. Sure, it's simple. That. It's that, simple. That, that, it only takes like 25, 30 years. It makes the world a better place by delivering babies into it. And, and it's, it's all, right. And it's only mildly unethical. Well, the yeah. first thing they're going to hear I don't think it's unethical. are the it's sweet, just annoying. sweet sounds of our voices. Yeah. It's true. All right. So the only thing left for us to do is to outro our cast. We'll start from my left. And uh, now playing uh, Pregnart is Zach. I want to eat the pepper. <laughs> To his left, playing Lord Jarrell the Light, is John. Until next time. To his left, playing the fabulous 
Felix Fizzlebottom is Francesco. We need more plans. Bringing to us uh, on the party select, Murph Eastlaw is Mike. Oh, I hope I can impress them. And rounding out our party as Hedrick the Entertainer is Phil. Man, this is going to be sick. (laughs) My name is Dave. I've been your host and Dungeon Master for this evening. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye now. Bye. 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 Bye.